picking us up, and it is, and welcome to Texas. Here we are, man. Uh, last week, evening. Do what? Yeah, it is, man. It's yeah. nice. The weather's been great, right? Oh yeah, man. And the the time change. What do you think about the time change? The hour. Of... Oh man, what do I think about it getting dark at six o'clock? Yeah, like, do you man. think about what do you think about actually having to change the time? Well, I think that I understand why they did it to begin with, you know. And I can still see the, you know, the benefits of it. If Uh-oh. you're someone who gets up early, <laughs> there's a but. You've got you've <laughs> got that extra hour of sunlight in the morning, you know. Uh, I don't really have much of an opinion when it comes to. I know there's a lot of people who are like yeah. very adamantly against time change and when say you know, I mean whatever if they if they decide not to then. Then I guess we won't, you know. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't really matter to me yeah. either. At but the end it's of the day. it does throw me off when it gets dark at like six thirty. Yeah, you know, it's like it's it is fully dark. It, it like almost seems like if it was gonna stay in one, it should stay in this time. Like, well, the thing time, is, right? as the seasons change, that it'll it'll all just kind of change as it's you know change itself. Yeah, you know, right? during the summertime, it's gonna get brighter earlier in the morning and during the winter time it's going to get brighter later in the morning you know so so we just shouldn't in the spring we should just stay here this shouldn't shouldn't leave again yeah i guess if if i'm properly understanding time and the seasons there i don't know because i don't yeah at all (laughs) you know you know summertime you get more light yeah that's just the way that one goes yeah yeah no for sure yeah it's just how is our measurement of of our scheduling and our days, you know. What That's do you think really about time zones? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Man. It's crazy. No, kind of like... No, it, it's when, it's when, great when, technology in a way, though. I mean, I, I respect yeah. the technology and what it's taken to get there. Right. And to develop it. I'm not criticizing it. But as far as skipping the time back an hour, you know, it's weird. It's, it is kind of weird. It's almost like a, like a little knot. It's like, what happened here? Yeah, right. You know, it's like, okay, what's going on? It's like... Uh, it's like leap year. Yeah. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, why'd this happen? Every four years, huh? Every four years you, know. you get that extra day. What is it about four now? Just to get that's just to keep the calendar on track with the sun. That's all that's really doing, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cause they found that uh you know, with our three hundred and sixty five day calendar it's not perfect, you know, it's not a perfect year and so if you don't have that leap day in there every now and then, you know, uh, what is the leap day? Like February... Yeah, 29th. 29th, is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so if you don't have that in there every four years, if you don't add that extra day, it will, you know, it, our, our year cycle would start to <clears throat> gradually, maybe our descendants one day would notice, you know, yeah. that it's... That it's you know, snowing in, in, in June or something. I don't know, you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's what would happen eventually if the, if you didn't have that leap year in there, that's a real weird, weird thing to think about, you know? Yeah. But I guess it would happen. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> hey man, again, yeah. good, good that people have figured, we figured it oh, out. And, uh, and it's amazing how early out. humans figured that kind of thing out too, you know? I mean, way back in, like, Babylonian times, you know. I mean, the Egyptians, they all uh, periodically adjusted their calendars, you know, to keep on track with the sun and the moon cycles and stuff like that. Yeah. So, man. That's one of the very first things it seems like humans did was keep track of the stars, you know, keep track of the sky. Makes sense, though. Yeah. You know, it has has a lot. I mean, they could guide themselves by it. Open, right. right, and know know where they were, directionally. It just kind of leads to a lot of thought naturally, right? It's yep. like in the night oh, sky, man. man. Still to this day, go go just with no technology, nothing. Just go look up at the night sky. Oh yeah, it is like um, it's 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 it, it's still fascinating to the human mind. It's like yeah. takes you to like a different, you know, it's almost like a meditative state. Like... We probably couldn't even fathom the kind of night sky they had to look at back oh, then, yeah, right. when there was no light on Earth. Yeah, you know, when there right. was no artificial light <laughs> on Earth, except for the few fires that might have been burning. That I mean, who? Oh man, I can only imagine the night sky that oh, those people had to look at. 
I, I'm glad we're talking about this because the other day my son and I were coming home from Mason, Texas right? Uh, on last Saturday night and we were on this really rural road up there north of Fredericksburg and we saw a meteor come down yeah. and burn out. It was crazy, man. Really? Just lit up all of a sudden. A big one. Like, what was that? You know? And yeah. then all of a sudden just burned out and then we just knew what it was. You know? Like, yep. oh, man. Crazy. Big one. One of them ones that lights up the ground, huh? Oh, I wouldn't say it was that big, but noticeable by us. Like, yeah. noticeable. You know, but it didn't... I mean, I guarantee you a lot of people that were around that were looking up at the night sky had to have seen it, too. Yeah. Any Anyone else driving around? I mean, it was... You couldn't, like, be looking and not see it. You right. know what I mean? But it was, uh, it was crazy. And it's the second time I've seen that. In about you know three or four years, something well, like that, you know. So, yep. who knows, man? We're just getting struck by little pieces of you know oh, the galaxies yeah. all over, all man. over, yeah, all yeah. the time. It's just shooting debris at us all the time. I actually saw a meteor. Well, I didn't see it hit the Earth, but I saw the meteor that that hit the Earth uh, down in Mexico. But I saw it from here up in te- uh, up here that. in Texas. It was a it was a bright one. That's why I asked you if it lit up the ground because the one I saw that hit it did it lit up the ground like the ground. I, I noticed like everything around me kind of get light, you know, like yeah. there was a, like there was a spotlight in the sky or something. Yeah. And I looked up and it was just like the only way I could describe it would be like a welding bead in the sky, and whereas most shooting stars you know they shoot across the sky this thing was just coming straight down and just went right into the horizon never dimmed out never slowed down it just went full speed right into the horizon and i looked at uh, my wife she saw it she was with me and she saw it and i looked at her and i said i told her right then and there i said that thing just hit the ground like we just saw a meteor come down and hit the earth somewhere over the horizon and uh I took note at the time that it was south of us that we saw the meteor fall. And like two days later, I saw, I read an article that a, uh, that a meteor had hit down in Mexico and I knew it, it had to be that one. Yeah. yeah that's so wild. that's an interesting thing. You know, not, not many people get to see something like that, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, but people who look up at the sky enough and oh yeah, they it, see some crazy stuff. You will. You you stare at it enough hours, like anything else. You know you're gonna see some wild things. And of course, yeah. you've seen the satellites floating around that trip trip us all out from time to time. Yep. The satellites will trip you out if you catch them enough. You know. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the night sky though, man. It is. It it's, it was an early. You know, an early map to so much technology and so much information of where we are today you know still use it oh, yeah. to this day it's definitely crazy. maybe what i maybe what we saw was burning like space junk from all the uh rockets going up these days you know yeah. <laughs> that could have been there's yeah. a lot of satellites up there so i wonder so does elon musk uh it does elon musk launch the rockets with like uh tesla power or <laughs> no. Yeah, there's no, no. It's not a shot no, at him. It's just a yeah, good question. No fuel yeah. involved, man. Yeah. <laughs> They're electric rockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> just kidding. But uh, yeah. So what else? Uh, what, so what have you been? What's been on your mind, man? I guess let's start oh, with what's man. on your mind. I, I have, a, I have. Well, you know what? I can well, talk. You know, I can talk about something real quick. Yeah, I'll talk go about for it. something real quick. You know, uh, one thing I, I was thinking about. I don't know if we've if we had talked about this ever, but uh, I had thought about it episodes back and then we just never got to it. <clears throat> but kind of it's weird, I think, I'm seeing this more and more in like all aspects of life, not necessarily politics or or anything specific, but it seems like that like definitions of words and uh, since the pandemic times, you know, it's like, Everything, the meaning of things yep. and stuff is all being so distorted. You know, I wonder, and, and, and some people could probably claim it's on purpose, and I, it's hard to really know whether I agree with that or not or disagree, but uh, it could be. Who knows? Right. But uh, it, it's kind of weird to me that it's like, it's hard to find a home base for anything anymore. 
you know, and he, it's like, what is what? Yeah. Right? Up is down. And I, I, I wonder, what do you think about that? Well, I think that, uh, that the pandemic has certainly uh, brought out some, uh, what's the word, uh, flexibility with the definitions of things. Uh, I think that one of the uh, real big examples we've gotten recently is how they just kind of subtly changed the definition of a vaccine. I don't know if you heard anything about that or anything. Uh, the FDA, or the, I'm not, not the FDA, I'm sorry, the CDC, uh, you know, was getting in some hot water because a lot of people were pointing out that according to their own definition of a vaccine, this COVID vaccine was not a vaccine because it was not preventing transmission and it was not providing immunity to the disease, right? And so they just went ahead and, okay, well, yeah, you know, you're right. So we'll just change the definition of a vaccine. And now by their new definition of a vaccine, it's basically just anything that helps your immune system fight off a, a disease, you know, fight off a, a virus. So, I mean, by that definition, I would say that, like, the flu shot is a vaccine now, you know? I mean, does it not help your immune system fight off the flu, you know? Uh, so, no, yeah, I, I think that it's kind of like in 1984, you know, you've got the Ministry of Truth, and whatever they say is true is true. You know, yeah, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's kind of like that. That's just kind of the first, uh, first analogy that popped into my head about it, you know? Sure. Uh, and that's, that's all the way, you know, that's always just the way it is, you know, truth is. Well, and another thing too, and it seems like we all have this capability as human beings to do this, right? And that is that, uh, we like, but especially when people know that they're trying to hang on to their way of life and that it's that right it's it's obviously corrupt to other people you know and i think that's what we're seeing in a lot of ways with some of the like with what you're saying there you know they it's like i know this is a real political one that like the gain of function meaning what is gain of function most people didn't even know like myself included didn't even know what gain of function research was uh, a, a year ago or a year and a half ago two years ago but now that you know you have an opinion on it most likely and it's like right. uh you know they they've been said to basically reform an opinion about it you know of like you know basically just you know it's like a moving target you yeah. know of of the, like there's a threshold of what is actually gain of function and what but what there's no Forget a threshold. Like, what's the actual meaning and definition? And you know, is it? You know, I mean, if you if 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 something like that is moving, and who has control of it moving, it seems like that it's going to become corrupt over time. Right. No matter what, you know. And I think we're just seeing a lot of that right now. Yeah. Uh, just. No, absolutely. Changing information, right? Uh, Calling, oh, the other thing I was going to say, too, is like calling people what you're doing and and accusing other people of doing it. You see both sides of media, really, but, you know, mostly the hardcore mainstream media do that a lot. Right. They'll accuse people of doing things that they do. Yep. You know, it's just amazing that, that they could even be on air, right? It almost seems like, but... I think this is. I do think maybe there is. Maybe maybe I've, I convinced myself that there is some level of like, uh, you know, benefit that could come from from this of being able to kind of distort the meaning of things, right? Oh, but absolutely. It, There's always a benefit that be, that comes from basically controlling truth. You know, controlling what is true. I mean, and if you read the. Uh, you know, like the uh, the Marxist, uh, the Communist Manifesto. You know, Marx's Communist Manifesto. That's that's always been one of the, uh, the one of the main objectives uh, objectives of the Marxist is to make, get get society to a point where some sort of higher apparatus can control truth. 
You know, that's why they've always had a real big, uh, you know, a, a, a real problem with, well, like, religion and stuff like that is because that, that that's like a separate truth. That's a competing truth. And, you know, that's why they have a problem with free thinkers as well is because they present a competing truth, you know. Ask questions. They see, and... they see truth as a, as a uh, competition, you know, but that's yeah. the thing about truth is that it's not a competition. Well, and the you last know, what's th- true is true. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, mm-hmm. absolutely. The last thing I was going to add to this before we can move on is that I was going to say too, and I did do this in a quick rip, uh, something along these lines, but <clears throat> you know, I don't know how you get to this place or how anyone could get to this place, but it's, and, and I'm sure a lot of people see this, but. It's like you don't really, it doesn't seem to me that you're ever going to get anywhere with anybody if you, uh, if like you scrutinize them or treat them poorly, you know? So like if you're going to, if you have a point of something, like I would say like for me, I've always cared about like pollution has always really bothered me, you know, the fact that we just, you know, we manufacture so much stuff and we have so much convenience, which creates a nicer life for more people. Right. And you don't want to be a complainer. You know, I think no one wants to complain. No one means to have the feelings of, of liking convenience and things like that. But if if I have a feeling that I don't like that, you know, what what could I people like me do in, in our lives to to allow for the convenience and to allow not to make people feel scrutinized, but also to educate people, to help educate ourselves and other people about how you can move forward. Right. And that comes from like, that doesn't come from scrutinizing people and saying, hey, if you use these things, you're an ass, you know, and you need to be doing better and you need to, you just can't do that. It's like, they're right. just going to do it spite you. Yeah. It's just like the way the human attitude works. It's And, and rightfully so, you know, like, because you could easily be controlled that way. Yep. But if people understand the issue and they really feel the issue and they understand there are solutions and if you work together, maybe there's a place to go, like... That's that's a that's a beneficial way to try to promote things and move forward in things like in a positive way, not to shame people for what they want to do, or what they're. It's just right. not a productive way. You can think you can, it can be you can be trying to do that from a holistic, you know, trying to like do it because you're trying to do make something better. You think, right. but it's not going to have the effect you want. No, it's just not. To me, it's not the way to no, go. No, it's about always it. just going to cause pushback. And that's why what's going on with like vaccine mandates and just then then the push, constant push and shove from really you know from us all here in this country. It's just it's just constant. It's just so unproductive again, yep. and it's just not the way to really move anything positive forward. And it's just like, what's the way we can kind of spin around that and kind of start to get some some better dialogue, right? You know. That's why I think about that stuff, but we can move on because one thing I know that is really well, <clears throat> unless you have another thought about that. No, I was actually oh, okay. going to use that to, yeah, to go, kind go of uh, to kind go of segue it. into another thing. You know, what I mean, because that that is one of the big, you know, questions I think when you when you look at how at our at the riff in our society right now. You know, this whole left versus right spectrum thing. You know, that's going on. This this seemingly ununitable divide, you know, that that's, that's, yeah, that that's engulfed our country. Eventually, you know, when you're having an argument with someone, you have to decide whether or not that this is someone you really want to, how much time are you really willing to put into this argument, you know, just to probably have the same hard headed comebacks, you know, and to say, you know, the same rhetoric thrown at you and stuff like that, you know, Every uh, every argument has to have that that break off point where you know one party just kind of throws up their hands and it's like whatever you know then and uh, I think that uh, I think that that sort of that sort of thing could cause uh, sort of a, a a shift in the empire here at home, especially when it comes to uh, to the political atmosphere and even possibly to the political lines in this country, uh, you know. The word secession is something that's getting thrown around more and more these days, you know, and and it's also it's getting thrown around not only by people on the right but also by people on the <laughs> left, and uh, the, 
but no one actually uses the word secession. I guess I shouldn't. I shouldn't use that word. You know, that's a that's a naughty, naughty, dirty word. You know, yeah. <laughs> it has. A, it always. It, it seems like it always will be. You know, the uh, the stain of the Civil War will always be on that word secession. I think. You know, and that's why a lot of people now are calling it the, the national divorce. Well, what we need to do is we need to change the definition. Yeah. Of secession. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Uh, a lot of people now are calling it national divorce. That, you know, that they're saying that that's what this country needs is, is, uh, is a national divorce. And, you know, I think that... Uh, I think that if, if, if things don't start to look a little better in this country pretty soon in terms of the social, uh, you know, the social divide that's in this country and stuff, I think that if it doesn't start to get better pretty soon, that, that that's a term that you can start to throw around pretty freely, I think. Even though it might, it might irk some people, you know, to even the thought of a national divorce really irks some people, you know. I mean, they really... They love the idea of the United States, you know, there's, I, I, I don't know what it is that's so uh, <laughs> sacred about the number 50, you know, as yeah. if, as if the United States wouldn't continue on in some form or fashion, even if, even if some parts of it did leave, you know, uh, but one politician that's been that, that threw around the word secession uh, here pretty lately was uh, Ted Cruz. And he said that if, uh, then I'll just go ahead and read his quote here uh, about what he said. He said that if the Democrats in the filibuster, if they fundamentally destroy the country, if they pack the Supreme Court, if they make D.C. a state, if they federalize elections, if they massively expand <laughs> voter fraud, there may come a point where it's hopeless. But uh, he went on to say, I think Texas has a responsibility to the country. And I'm not ready to give up on America. I love this country, he said. And so, when he said that he thinks America has a, a responsibility to the country, he said he was implying that he thinks that, uh, you know, America is some hotly conservative state, and we're the only, you know, we're one of the only things keeping the country from you mean just Texas, right? Yes, Texas, Texas yeah. yeah. And we're one of the only things, you know, keeping the country from just sliding completely left, you know. Oh, excuse me. Got a little burp there. Uh, and I think that that's just... Uh, first of all, I think that that is a wrong assumption. That Texas is the only thing keeping the country red. We're hardly red ourselves in this state. The, the last election proved that. That we're pretty much split dang near right down the middle. I mean, after the elections that just took place, it's hard to imagine that Texas would go blue in the next election, but... We came dang close in, in 2020. And that's something that I think Texans really need to keep in mind, yeah. you know, is that we're really not this this conservative stronghold state that we like to think we are, you know. I think that there's a lot, there's, there's some countries in this state that are a lot more conservative than we are. I mean, I think Oklahoma didn't have a single county that voted blue in the, in the 2020 election, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's there's some states that are a lot more red than Texas yeah. that could very well be, uh, you know... But uh, Texas does have our electoral votes, and that's a big thing. That's a big deal. If Texas did leave, that's a lot of electoral votes going out the window, you know? And you would be handing a lot more power to states like California and New York who have the other you know, big stashes of electoral votes. So if, 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 if indeed some type of like secession or peaceful breakup did happen, not just for, forget about guessing where lines would be drawn or anything like that. If it right. did happen, what would something like that look like? Well, I mean, there's a few, uh, there's a few options, you know, it, it would depend on, how the seceding states or regions or uh, went about, you know, went about declaring their independence, and it, it would also depend on uh, the national response. You well, know? let's say because you know, the, to uh, me, it wouldn't be. This wouldn't be like some like an issue where it's like we wake up one day and it's like, uh, oh man, the the Drudge Report uh, came out with this thing that uh, 
half the country seceded last night, you know? No. It seems like that it would be like, or Fox News or MSNBC, whoever comes out with it, just right. name it. Uh, uh, but it seems like it would be something that would happen over a long period of time, you know? Like, we would look, like, from the years 2019 to the years 2023, this part of the country kind of had no choice. Right. But to kind of cut its ties. Well, it would start yeah. whenever, I mean, to do it the most, as legally as you could, you know, the uh, the state legislatures would have to meet, you know, that that would be the really, uh, the whatever kind of lines get drawn would have to be around existing state lines pretty much. Otherwise, you would really start to muddy the waters. You know, because it would be the but existing what if other states wanted state, to come in. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you could do like you know, existing state legislatures could get together and oh, pass. Okay, yeah. uh, you know, they they could do a referendum. You know, that could be something that happens. You know, where where a couple of states go off on their own, and then eventually they might choose to get together and. You know, I mean, I don't know what they would call themselves. You know, the Confederacy's off the table. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. could never, you could never have another country called that. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, what the southern states did in, in 1861, you know, many of them just simply, their, their legislatures got together and passed ordinances of secession. You know, and yeah. they had referendums throughout the counties in many of those states. And it's pretty clear that the vast majority of, of the people in the South voted for, or, or they anyway, they supported secession, whether or not they actually cast it's, a ballot. Yeah. You know, uh, but, uh, but the, even then, you know, the Abraham Lincoln never officially recognized the, uh, the Confederate States as a, as an independent nation. Yeah. You know, well, you know, it seems to me that things being done today are, are definitely, marching in that direction i mean they're they're giving their their right. it's already really begun the process in a lot of ways for a few for a lot of different places and for a lot of different reasons remember the chop you know like people in like seattle and portland yep. basically that wanted to like just completely disregard the country i mean you don't think those people right. those groups of people don't want to not that they have i'm not saying i don't know how much power they really have or who really gives a shit or who doesn't but right i mean <clears throat> it's not to say that that rhetor that type of feeling doesn't exist amongst people and a real one thing that definitely ex exists is that people don't trust the way the system is so regardless you know and they know that it's kind of gotten out of control so right. i think that you're naturally already seeing that and then the last thing i guess i could ask you on this front too is that you know, man, if this if this in, indeed in our in the next election, let's say something just crazy, it's like we just cannot get through another election and agree anymore. Something happens, like we're saying, and it really right. does finally reads that head where it's just an admission. It becomes common knowledge that this was the date that right. it decided, right? Yeah. Um, you know, do we live in the wildest times in American history? Or is that a stretch? That's, that's definitely... I mean, that's a possibility. I don't know if I'd call it a stretch. You know, like I said, it, it would really just depend on how... On how both sides reacted. You know? And honestly, I think that... The the the, the, the further apart we, we grow... I think the more... Higher the chances are that it could be a peaceful thing. Shit, I mean... I mean, it could get to a point where... Where you know the liberals just kick the conservative states out of the, out of the union, yeah. you know, <laughs> they don't even have to secede; they just get yeah. kicked out, you know. I, I mean, feel like it's pretty close to there already, you right? Know? You know, I mean, I, I really, <laughs> as because with all the migration that has taken place in the United States over the past, you know, two years, a lot of people have moved. A lot of people have moved. You know, there's already been sort of a shifting of the population and people moving to the sorts of states that they want to live in, you know, fleeing the states that are bad, moving to the states where people agree with. All you horseback. Know, back. This is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, but that's the, that's the point of federalism, you know, that's the point of, 
of of having a union with these separate states is because each one is like a petri dish of government and people can like this state and stay here or if you don't like this state you've got 50 more to choose from that's the way you know that and that's the way it should be in this country you know and i yeah. think that uh i think that if we embraced things like state sovereignty and the idea that hey we're going to do us you know we're going to do our thing in this state y'all can do your thing in your state and we got 50 like I said, 50 little Petri dishes of, of democracy basically going on here. Surely you can find one of them that, 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 you know, that you will like, you know. I think that if we could embrace some sort of idea like that in America, that that could very well prevent a breakup of the country, you know. I mean, could, could we prevent the breakup of the country by sort of de facto breaking it up a little bit, you know, like like a light secession. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like breaking it away from the strong federal right. stronghold. Yeah. And allowing that that state allowing sovereignty, the state sovereignty to, uh, the allowing, tenth amendment. Yeah, yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, know, allowing will, the tenth amendment to let's really leave, take effect. Let's leave that topic right there on that. Yeah. Cuz I like I like ending it right there and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Because I do like that thought what you just said and uh I I like that solution-based thinking. And uh, I do feel like so many people today would would uh, at least hear that and right. say, you know, maybe that is something that's wise, yeah. a wise thought, and is maybe happening happening naturally again, right? You know, as we speak. Yeah. Well, the uh, the next thing I guess we had on the on the list to talk about tonight was, uh, of course, there's a big trial going on right now, and that is the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. The uh, 16-year-old who shot, uh, what did he shoot, three people? In the, uh, in the Kenosha incidents last year. Yeah. Um, and one of the uh, people who survived was a guy named Gage. And I'm going to try and get this last name right, but I'm probably going to slaughter it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's allergy season. Gage Grosskreutz. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. <coughs> Excuse me. Need to drink real quick. Yeah, it's that time of the year, man. We're sitting here, you know, it's allergies working yep. up, you know. We're just trying to fight through it. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, his testimony, he, he uh, the, the, this Gage Gruss, Grosskreutz. I'm. I'm. It, it looks like a German name to me. I'm sure I'm slaughtering it though. Can we just call uh, him Gabe? We'll just we'll just call him Gage. Yeah. Gage. Gage. Yeah. He is the uh, person who was wielding a pistol, who Kyle Rittenhouse shot in the arm. Pretty much just blew his bicep. So was this like the first off. person he shot? Um. No, I don't believe so. Okay. I, you know, I th I think that uh, at this point he had uh, shot a couple of other people who were rushing him. And then this gauge person just happened to get the uh, closest to him, had a pistol in his hand, and uh, pretty much testified in the court that Kyle Rittenhouse did not fire on him until he had raised and pointed his pistol at uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. And so a lot of people are saying that this is the nail in the coffin of the prosecution you know, that they're not going to be able to get Kyle Rittenhouse for a lot of the things they wanted to get him for. Yeah. And that he'll probably, so you know. why was, and I know we've kind of gone over this before, but this just kind of like uh, random kind of, to get on to get on that, that same plane. Uh, right. Why was Kyle Rittenhouse there again to protect? Uh, he was there to protect a business that was apparently owned a by a friend of his. A specific business. Right, a okay. business that was owned by a friend of his. I guess there was some sort of militia group that had gathered there, uh, and I guess his mother had actually driven him to the to the riots and dropped him off. You know, so wow, really? Yeah, no, you know, I, you know, I, I think that. Um, so, oh, and the other thing is too. What, what, what was he? What was he carrying? What was he, he was carrying an AR-15? An AR-15, semi-automatic. Semi-automatic, and AR it was legal yeah. there. I, you know, I don't know if if it, I mean he was sixteen at the time. I think he's seventeen now. 
I, and I don't, I mean, I'm not real sure if a 16-year-old can carry a rifle in Wisconsin. So he may get, he may get, he's he may get, get charged that, with yeah. that type of... But the judge has already dismissed the curfew charge against him. Okay. So, I mean, who knows? They may dis- yeah, they might well, dismiss a, that as a, well. That, I would hate to be the judge yeah. in that case, or the juror. Right. You know, I mean, my goodness, you know, what a... All eyes are on it, right? Everyone's paying attention to it, right? It's a right. high-profile case. I did see that the judge like kicked off one of the jurors for making a joke about yes. uh, Jacob Bla- the the Jacob Blake uh, story, you know, where that right. guy got stabbed. I mean, I mean, he reached for a knife in his car, didn't whatever the hell it looked like he did, whatever. I think it right. came that he did, but then the police shot him like seven or eight times. Yeah, in front of his kid, his kid was in the back seat, and uh, well, I guess this juror made a joke about it to somebody, and someone told the judge, and he was like telling that guy, you know, is that true? You made that joke, and he's like, man, it's just something we can't have that right now in this type of case, you know? Yeah. People are gonna think, you know, boom, got the boot, dude. Yeah, what happens to you if you get kicked off a jury trial? No, oh, no, man, you'd probably go back to work. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, uh, yeah, go I don't back know if to it's work. some sort of fine yeah. or something. I don't know. Oh, man, if they gave you a fine, that would suck. Yeah. You know, what is that, you know? Taxation without representation <laughs> right there? <laughs> I didn't want to fucking be here anyways, dude. You know, yeah, you're going right. to fine me for making a joke, trying to make, trying to make you know, yeah. make it more fun for all of us, but it's human. You right. Know? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a stiff place, man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to lighten everybody up, dude. For sure. <laughs> Damn. Uh, no, but, but yeah. Uh, so, but basically, they they think that this is like for the murder charges. That this right. is like murder murder charge and probably what would that be like uh, attempted homicide? I mean, I don't even know what that. Well, would be. I mean, no, because he didn't kill that guy. This no, he, but, he killed uh, the first person he shot. Right. Right. You know, he shot one guy with a skateboard right in the chest. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, and I think there might have been one other person that he shot, but uh, but anyway, I had this video pulled up of the uh, of Gage. We'll just call him Gage. Yeah, Gage. Uh, given his testimony in the uh, Kenosha's County Courthouse regarding when exactly the trigger was pulled okay, in so the. We'll hear this. So this yeah. is what they say is the nail in the coffin. Some people are claiming that. Right. Now. Okay. For the murder charges, or the. With your arms up in the air. He never fired, right? Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? Correct. And so that's that. That's pretty much it. You know, he with that correct, you know, he, he just completely nailed yeah. his prosecution. He, even his... His attorney, you know, I, I saw a clip where right after he said that, his attorney just kind of put his hands, you know, put his face in his hand and just yeah. was like, oh, dude, it's over, man. You know, you, you just you just pretty much guaranteed him getting, you know, at least when it comes to shooting you, <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he's going to get self-defense, you know, because you just admitted that you aimed your gun at him before he... Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot of... So every every single one of the situations has to be tried differently and... I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's... You know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I hope it doesn't spark more chaos and divide and just hopefully they they get it... They get it to the best of their ability, you know, and it... You know, who knows, man? Who knows? How do you think it'll play out? Well, I think that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse... We'll either walk or he'll have just a, a real slap on the wrist kind of, kind of thing. Might do a, might do a little bit of time, you know. Yeah. But it's I I don't think he's gonna get nearly what a lot of people in the country probably believe he deserves. You know, I know there's yeah. a lot of people who think. I he's tend to agree to, with you on that. Yeah. I, I think I think. You know, I I think that there's a lot of people out there who think that he should be locked up, you know, for the rest of his life, you know, for killing those people. Uh, a lot of people see him as sort of a uh, a symbol, you know, a meme of of the of the right, yeah. you know, and so that alone will will cause people to to hate him, you know. Yep. Uh, I think that he. Re- I mean, man, talk about just 
screwing yourself real early in life, man. You know, you're not even 18 yeah. yet. And you've get, just got this reputation, you know, I mean, you better live in a conservative area. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, if you're going to be real. Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, for sure, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it, no, it, you know, it's just a real sad situation. It's something that, you know, he shouldn't have even been there, you know, or or at least if he if he was there, he shouldn't have been armed with an AR, you know, at 16, you know, yeah. I don't know what militia group he was with, you know, but I'm just saying that, like, if I had a militia, one of my rules would be if, if your mom has to drop you off at the militia, you're too young to be in the militia. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's testy, man. It's really a testy subject. There's a lot of moving parts to this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, that's just like, man, I don't know. I don't know enough of it to really put in, but I, I do know that, uh, you're right about that. That's a, he's going to live with this for sure. You know, in a, in many different ways, all of them are that were there and yeah, you learn hard lessons and, and again, you play these dumb games in life and nobody wins at the end of the right. day, you know, really. So, uh, what else is there, man? You have anything else? No, man. Let's see. There's, uh, Anything else uh, what all has been in the in in the news? In this, the news you know? cycle, you know, there's one thing I I wanted to talk about is uh, what was there was a um, there was an instance here in the NFL, the National Football League, recently yes. um, back when the K- Dallas Cowboys played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, the referee was caught on a hot mic telling another referee something that kind of got glossed over, never really got talked about. Um, and he was saying something like, hey, there was a holding on number so-and-so and, a, and, an, and another penalty on so-and-so, but he's like, "Here's we could just say it. And right then when he said that, we could just say it was... And they the referee realized his mic was on and cut the mic. And even the announcers noticed it. It was like, oh, you better cut that mic. You know, and it was like, uh, like they noticed that, you know, you had to cut, you know, come on, yeah. cut your mic off. We can hear your conversation. And it was, uh, it was a real interesting thing because with that knowledge, if indeed, and I can try to pull up the clip of it happening. It, I, I don't know if I can get it or not, but if I can't get it, go look it up. You can find it somewhere on the internet. I'll try to find right. it here. Um, it was, uh. It, it basically it basically would would indicate that the referees have a lot of control over the game because right. thing they could call different penalties by if the by the way you set the rules they could see three or four different penalties of play and just call what they want to call at the time at the given time to affect the game in the way they want to affect it you know what i'm saying yeah and so they would give the referees a lot of control of the game. And, man, when people are diehard football fans and so many people love the game of football, those are huge implications, you know, that oh, yeah. they would be that they would be giving the referees this much control over the game. So right. uh, do you have any thoughts is, about sports being, let's see, it was the Dallas, yeah, there it is. That's it right there. Okay. Try that. Let's see if we We're can get that play up here. this. There's a flag on this play. I mean, man, that's a hot mic moment right there, dude. There's not much explaining oh, that. Dude. You know, watch that. We'll watch that yeah. again once the camera's off. Yeah. But that was it right there. Yeah. And, let's uh, just say. That, let's yeah. just say. I mean, those. Think of the implications. Yeah. You know, because again, so the NFL sets these rules, and then not only do they set rules, then they set like what they should really focus, like what should be the emphasis points, and then by those rules they give the referee. So there could be four fouls on every play right you know two or three one at least right and they're just going to call these things only when they want to affect the you know i mean that's that's crazy man and then Uh, so and then again again last night you can just talk about this the referee this kid comes in and and he's off a practice squad 
he was traded from the team that they were playing. The Steelers were playing the Bears, right? He's on the Bears, and he's a linebacker. He right. gets a sack, and it was a coverage sack. So he was in coverage, but because the quarterback got rushed and ran up, that he came up and was able to sack the quarterback out of coverage, basically, okay. right? But it was still a sack, nonetheless. It was basically a, a game-changing, game-winning opportunity. He got that sack. Yeah. And he gets up and does kind of like a martial arts kick and kind of looks at the other sideline and, like, is pumped up. And he go, and he and his teammates kind of celebrate with him for a minute. And then he goes to run off. And the referee kind of, he's, he's running right behind the referee, and the referee kind of pushes his hips back and bumps him and calls a flag on him. And gives him a 15-yard penalty for excessive celebration because the league highlighted that this year as something you know, it's taunting. Right. Because he looked at the other sideline, but it's like think of the emotion for this guy. Came off the practice squad, playing against the team that traded you to this team. You get the sack that's going to win the game. I mean, that that that's all he did is amazing. Yeah. Do you know how much emotion he had right there? Right. Some people would have done 25 push-ups and. A front flip, you know, yeah. and freaking, you know, they would have lost it, man, yep. through their helmet, right? I mean, right. It, it, it's a crazy emotional game. And then the ref, like, hip checks him, and we can look this up because this is a video, right. and then throws a penalty on him. The team gets to get the ball back and get the first down and goes down and kicks the field goal and wins the game, you know? And yeah. they, they just totally, you know, controlled the outcome of that. Yep. Of that game right there. Again, and then four weeks ago, you saw what they were saying. Right. So, again, if for people who are NFL fans, man, I mean, continue to support it. You support the players, I understand. But, man, dude, that's just crazy. You know, right. what are we really dealing with here? Well, and speaking of the NFL, you know, also right now, big news in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, man. man. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean... Dude, I mean, did you see what he said about uh, the Aaron Rodgers you know, and Joe Rogan connection? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I right. love it, man. Hey, I I'm, mean, I, you know, I, I, I heard his interview on the Pat McAfee show, and I thought it was a good. I thought you know it was good that he was allowed to just let him just talk about his situation. Right. And look, man, you know, I how could it's hard to really disagree with anything. I don't think he was really saying anything too confrontational. I really don't. Right, yeah. You know, maybe he was saying things that were some things that were opinionated, but some of the things he was saying, like uh, that he had, uh, he talked to his doctors and his people and knew that he had certain risks to the vaccine that made him not want to take it. Right. Okay. So at that point, if that is the case. He feels like if he goes out and tells people that, they're going to scrutinize him either way. Because there's like, who who is allowed to give a religious or medical exemption? Right. Like, I mean, if he feels like he, he wants to have a medical exemption, he doesn't feel like it's good for his body. Are they allowed to just tell him, nope, no medical exemption, dude? Yeah. I mean, that that's, this seems like a real slippery slope. I thought he actually made a valid point there. And if he has that, I mean, who could possibly... Disagree with that, even if it was a religious one. I mean, who would want to say that? Who gets to say, hey, I don't believe you. Yeah. I don't believe what your connection with whatever, you know. No, thank you. You go get the shot. I don't care what you think. I mean, who gets to say that? Who's the, you know, who's the judge on that? And then, and then, uh, yeah, no, he said, he said kind of a lot of things about, um, you know, the mask and how, you know, the Martin Luther King quote on, you know, if a rule is unjust, one should, should you know, is obligated to break the rule. And I have to say, man, I, I'm, I'm really supportive of people, not just for rebuking things for the sake of rebuking them. Right. But for standing up for what they believe in if they feel like it's an, if something's intruding on their life and their behavior and they're not hurting anybody else and they're doing things for reasons not to hurt other people, but to just simply live their life and their belief. Right. That, uh, you know, man, I, I have to support that. Man, I think that's pretty awesome. And, yeah. You know, I mean, I wish there was more like that, honestly. Uh, I, I also think earlier he had said the word, the media asked if he was vaccinated, and he said, I'm immunized. And he has recently come out and, like, 
claim that like I may have misguided people, and if I did, I own that, you know, which right. is cool. You know, again, he seems like a pretty reasonable person, right? To me, maybe yeah. I'm crazy with him. You know, shit. no. Uh, he said that. Uh, he said he one thing that he said that I really liked. You know, he said that uh, the right will champion me. You know, and the left will try to cancel me. He said, but I don't give a crap about either one of them. You know, he said that uh, he said that politics was just a big joke, and that he won't be going on Fox just like he won't be going on CNN. You know, yeah, good friend. And that's a you know, I think that that was a great statement to make. You know, really make make it known that you're not being partisan about it. You know, yeah, that this trying. is just how I feel as an individual. You know, and power to you, man. Power everybody, to you. Absolutely. Everybody likes a little freedom. Yep. At the end of the day. And I don't mean like, uh, go off and just do whatever. I mean like everybody has their thing that they're attached to, that freedom has given them that. You right. know, their freedoms have given them that, that opportunity to do something. And everybody has a little attachment to that, so right Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Well, anything well, else, man? No, I think that, that uh, that's all I had to talk about this evening, you know? Yeah. I think that, uh. Hopefully someone will listen to this podcast and think that we made, you know, a quarter of a cent. Yeah, and if not, <laughs> hey, maybe it entertained you enough to listen yeah. anyways. Good for you. I did, uh, I did uh, on the way here, or on the way into Medina tonight, I saw a kamikaze deer, man. Oh, man. And it was, so it was running alongside the road, you know, and uh, just going crazy, like, you know, not... You know, I was, like, slowing down, trying to help this deer out. Like, hey, do what you're going to do, you know, go in the bushes. But uh, there was a car in front of me, too, and that was that was the really the car that stirred him up, you know? Right. And then all of a sudden, he was, like, going right, left, and he just looks at this game fence and just runs right at it. And the game fence are, like, 12 feet tall. Yep. And just does, like, a leap right ha- about the halfway mark into that fence Ugh. and just bounces right off, falls on the ground, gets up, keeps running. It's like, yeah. man... These deer are nuts, you know. It was just wild to watch. It's like a, it's like an obstacle course for deer, you know. This right. guy needed some more stuff set up for him, <laughs> you know. He would yep. probably disagree. He was probably pretty pissed <laughs> off, but yeah, the animals. I watch the animals. Listen to the animals a lot, man. These yeah. days, you know, <laughs> seems to make yeah. more sense. Now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yep. yeah, well, no, I don't have anything else either, man. Uh, yeah, if anyone ever does listen to this podcast, the most important thing is this is our opinion. Uh, really, we go over some things that are probably fact-based every now and then. You'll, we'll run into that, but for the most part, we're just here trying to add to the uh, to the dialogue of the world and uh, put our two cents in, like Levi said, and uh, just trying to spread positive vibes. You know, that's it. That's it. So, peace out. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.